Welcome back to the Mike and Micah podcast here on Legendary Sports Network. Mike and Micah here with you. I know we've been gone for the past two months. It's been pretty busy finishing out the semester. I know Micah was wrapping up college football, uh, had ring season for for Micah, but everybody's back now. Everybody is ready to go. We're back for a new year, a new season. Uh, NFL is starting to get into a great spot with the playoffs coming up. NBA is getting into swing of things. We know the unofficial start of the NBA season is the 25th. So, Micah, it's been a long two months. We miss being on a podcast. It's good to be back. It feels great to be back talking on the airwaves again. But I want to go to you first. Let's get a little teaser before we get our main episode tomorrow. Again, tomorrow we're dropping our main episode. Everybody will be back. It'll be It'll be a recap of what has happened over the past two months, so definitely tune into that. But I wanted to give you a little something first. So, Mike, I'm going to send it to you. What has been your biggest observation over the past two months that we've been gone that you've been trying to get off your chest? My man, my man, my man. First of all, what's good, bro? Uh, everybody out there listening, what's good? I missed y'all. I, I mean, just, like, keep it brief. I love doing this. And, like, just being away from football and stuff like that. You know, you got to lock in. You got to do what you got to do. But providing content to you guys is Honestly, one of my favorite things to do. So I'm happy we're back. But, but to answer your question, man, uh, the last few months, it, it's you know, I've seen it everywhere, man, and I just love, I just love seeing this because for so long the stigma has been that the black quarterback is it, not, it can't do it. it it's uh, one type of quarterback. It, it's you know linear. These guys can't succeed. But bro, at least five, and I'm saying at least because I think there's guys that. Are you know they're ready to you know rise to the top and they can possibly like get starting jobs. But this year, man, I mean, three, four black quarterbacks in the MVP race. Possibly? Yep. Like, bro, that's crazy. Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Dak, and of course, Money Lamar. Oh my god! I honestly, one of my favorite things to watch is. Just their styles. None of them play similar, honestly. I mean, we all know what Russell Wilson brings to the table. Um, former Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's a guy that he controls the game. He is probably one of the best game managers. But that's uh, that's not giving his like his skill and his quarterback like just his quarterback is like his credit because he's a great passer of the ball. He's smart. He doesn't turn over the ball a lot. He's great on his feet. Um, you know, I guess it's kind of going down the list of, you know, the five guys I think stand out the most. Uh, we all know Patrick Mahomes absolutely took over the league uh, league MVP last year, uh, Mr. 50-plus touchdowns and things like that. And I think without injury that he would still be one of the front runners in the MVP race. And I think you're seeing now the Chiefs are getting back into their groove because the kid is a superstar, uh, to say the least. Um, Deshaun Watson has always been one of my favorite quarterbacks since the Clemson days. Um, Dabble Sweeney said he had a Michael Jordan effect. And there's been at least, like, three or four pictures over the last five years where he's literally diving into the end zone like Mike Jordan. Uh, but not just about that. He's a, he's a baller. He reminds me probably the most of, like, Warren Moon, not just to go, like, the Houston and Houston thing. But his game is just so, like, I believe it's transcendent. Like, he can do whatever he wants on the field when he really puts his mind to it. Um, talking about Dak Prescott, it's a little bit hard for me to to, to judge Dak Prescott because I feel like the chips are on the table for him. He's had, he hasn't had – excuse me, he kind of has to do – do what he has to do, but man, he when he's locked in, he's so talented and he's such a good quarterback in the NFL. And he is a lot better than maybe about seventy five percent of the quarterbacks in the league. Like if he, to me, he's a top half of the league, maybe quarter of the league quarterback. And I think we don't really get into that much because he's a you know Cowboys player. But 
maybe the one that is the best of all of them, man. The future MVP of the 2019 season, bro. Lamar, big trust, Jackson, man. To say we didn't, like, already know this is kind of coming would be, like, a lie. So we all kind of knew that in some form or fashion that they were going to make this work as soon as I took them with that uh, – Last second to last or last pick of that first round, he had that chip on the shoulder. He was talking to Deion Sanders, saying, "You know, the Baltimore Ravens are gonna get a Super Bowl out of me." Since then, bro, I cannot believe him. They're the best team in the league in this year, in my opinion. He's the best quarterback or most effective quarterback in the league, which makes him the best by the fall, in my opinion. And I feel like he is the most dynamic player in the NFL and probably the most dynamic quarterback since Michael Vick. I mean. Just the things he can do, and we all knew he could do them on his legs, but to see him doing it in the NFL is way different than seeing him doing it in the ACC against Boston College and Syracuse. Like, these guys are, you know, they're saying that just uh, style can't translate, but it's translating. And I think how the offense is set up and how, and how, um, <clears throat> excuse me, how Greg Roman has it going, you know, I don't see, I don't see the need for him to necessarily be a, a run for his guy because he doesn't. He was leading the league in touchdowns at one point. His percentage, his passer rating is amazing. He doesn't make a lot of errors, or if none. Like, I think it's sustainable, and I love the fact that they're proving everybody wrong. But the black quarterback has, has risen, and I think it's here to stay. These guys are all they're all Pro Bowl players to me. So I just love seeing them, bro. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. With the year of the black quarterback, I think it's just essential to point out just how it's translated over the past couple of years before obviously we know with RG three situation. And before that it was just like, Oh, they're going to run. They're going to get injured. But Russell Wilson has put out a formula where, yeah, he has the ability and the speed to get a first down whenever he wants to, but he can stay in the pocket and he'll definitely pass. Seattle built that system around him to work perfectly. We see saw the same situation with the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, we all know he's probably the best athlete on any field that he steps on. But the Ravens aren't just turning him into a runner. He's passing the ball. He's making defenses think. And we saw it last year uh, against the Chargers where the second time he faced the Chargers, they knew what he was going to do. They were ready for him, and he wasn't able to do anything. He wasn't able to produce like he did the first time around. This time, though, the way that he's playing, he can pass the ball. He can run the ball. It, it's, not, it's not something that you know, oh, okay, it's a third and fourth situation. Lamar's going to run for the first down. No, because we saw it in a couple weeks ago. We had a fourth and one, and Lamar threw a 30-yard pass. So when you have to start thinking about his ability to throw along with his ability to run, you just have to clap your hands at both Lamar Jackson <laughs> and the Baltimore Ravens as an organization. I mean, they've proven over and over again how good they are, how – they want to make sure that everybody's in the best position to succeed. First class. I mean, we saw with um, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram had a great year last year with the Saints, but everybody was like, oh, was it the Saints system? Well, he's in another great system, and he is balling. 12 pro bowlers for the Ravens. It's been an amazing team overall. And to touch on the other black quarterbacks, like you said, Patrick Mahomes, he would have been he, he would have been neck and neck with Lamar if he didn't get hurt. Deshaun Watson, um, the Texas team, they obviously have injuries, and they're still trying to figure out the O-line, but he's a baller. Dak Prescott, obviously the wins haven't been there, but uh, this has been his best season so far by stats, and he's going to keep on getting better uh, each and every week. And what can we say about Russell Wilson? He's number two right now in MVP. If Lamar wasn't having the season he was having, I mean, he would be he would be the front runner. So it looks like what three or four, three out of the three out of the five top black quarterbacks are the top three in MVP 
uh, in the top three in the MVP race right now. It's, it's something that you definitely love to see. But moving on from the NFL to the NBA side, I want to talk about the evolution of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. I mean, we talked about it last year. Um, we talked about Giannis a lot. It was a big conversation. Whether Giannis or Harden should be the MVP, uh, Giannis ended up winning that. And the biggest question coming out of last year when Toronto was able to shut him down is they cut off the driving lanes and he had to become a shooter. And he was not able to do it. And Toronto was able to go to the NBA Finals and win that, uh, the NBA championship. Giannis this year has shown an ability to be completely different as a player. Um, we're coming off of last night against the Lakers where Giannis hit five threes, I believe. Um, he, he basically told LeBron James that he wants to crown. And if he's going to be able to hit a shot consistently, be able to pull up from the free throw line or even the three-point line, Giannis is getting to a point where he's going to become unguardable. There's going to be situations where you're like, well, we just have to let him shoot. And if he's a 40%, 50% shooter from the field, maybe 40% from the three-point line, there's nothing you can do to win. I mean, going into the season, we thought the Bucks could probably be in a down year because they did just lose Malcolm Brogdon coming off the disappointment from last year. Chris Middleton, he did just get paid, but he's, he's a good number two, not a great number two by, uh, by any means. And this team has just been able to rally around. Wesley Matthews has had a resurgence. Kyle Korver is able to give you some um, off the bench. Eric Bledsoe, who's been hurt, and the Bucks are still rolling. They've lost their first game in 18 after losing to the uh, Mavericks a couple of nights ago, but then they bounced back against the Lakers. This Bucks team is very, very dangerous. Giannis could be the MVP again, but if he wants to go and come at LeBron and say, I'm the best player in the world, if you're the best player in the world in this Eastern Conference, you have to get to the NBA Finals. There's no questions about it. It's not... Whether it's not whether you're oh the Sixers with Embiid, no, you have to dominate everything because LeBron James ran the East for what was it eight nine years, Micah Straight, mm-hmm. where he whatever team he was on, they were going to the NBA Finals. And if you want to take that crown from LeBron James, you have to do what he did in the East each and every year going in. Everybody knows who's going to dominate. And with the way the East is, there are not any great teams right now. The Bucks are probably the best, but you do have your Sixers and you have your Miami and. I don't know what's going on with Brooklyn. When Kyrie comes back, maybe they're uh, a challenge. But Giannis, if he's going to be great, he has to be able to get to the NBA Finals. And I think he will with the way that his shot has formed over the past two seasons. Bro, my favorite thing about Giannis is the fact that he loves improving his game. He has that Mamba mentality. Maybe the most of the young players we're seeing. You know, we try to, we always try to put the mama mentality on players. Uh, you know, the mama mentality for it. I hope you guys all know, but that's Kobe's thing. It's, it's Kobe's idea of being that killer on the court, but not just being a killer on the court, but off the court. You have to prepare yourself in practice to be the best player on the court every single day. Really, the best player in the world every single day. And I think Giannis, more than anybody else, has exemplified that. Um, This year, bro, wow. Uh, I, <laughs> I saw a stat today. Well, I saw a stat about his per 36 and how his per 36 in December is like he's averaging 43 and he's shooting. Basically, he's doing 50-40 right now by averaging 40 points. Per 36 aside, you know, per 36 is good when you get players with not, you know, not a lot of time. But the thing about Giannis is he's only playing 31 minutes a game. Right now, he's outpacing his minutes per game with his points per game. The man is on a rampage and honestly – I love every second of it. He wants the crown. That He wants to be the best player, and he will not stop until he's the best player, which is going to turn into him getting a final. One of these years, because, I mean, the kid just started. He just, he just started. He just started his prime. 
Yep. I, Which is I, scary because he the shot's not even fully developed yet. It, he's still, I mean, granted, it's been really early in the season, but he's averaging, what, not averaging, his three-point percent is like 33, 34%. Yep. When John Wall had 35%, we were going crazy. We are talking MVP talk for John Wall. If he can make two of the three three-pointers a game and still does what he does inside the paint and still be that force he is on the court, I don't think nobody can stop him. And I think last night, the respects that were paid after the game by Bron and AD and them kind of like, you know, and Bron, you know, Bron did a little tip of the cap thing, um, you know, for his, his career night at threes and things like that. I think, I really do think that the NBA notices that Giannis is the best player and they're planning to stop that. They expect whoever's coming out the West, I'd expect to see Milwaukee in the finals just because this man will not be stopped. There's no Kawhi. There's no, there's no, there's nothing fluke that can necessarily happen. Yes, it is the East, and, you know, there are good players in the East. Kyrie's not getting the Nets to the finals without KD. Yep. Like, it, it, there's, there's so many, like... If Simmons, that, doesn't, Simmons doesn't get a shot, there's no way the Sixers, Sixers can go far. There's so, there's so many if factors, and there's so many, like, things that I can count, you know, discount from other teams that I just... ...is the game-changer in the East. He is the best player in my opinion, he's probably the best player in the league right now. So you can say whatever you want, but Giannis's development—you're absolutely right. It's probably one of my favorite things, not just since we've been gone, but really since three years ago when he really stepped up. When he went from that scrawny kid that was averaging like 13 a game to being a kid that he, bro, just these stats are crazy. 32. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I. I, I, it's almost like baffling to me. It's why I can't really spit it out, but it's just so good, and I just love seeing his game progress. Yeah, totally. And I know I want to get into so many other things. I want to talk about LeBron and the Lakers and the Clippers and all of that. We're going to get back into all of that tomorrow on the episode when everybody's back. It'll be a super long episode. It'll be almost a year in a review type of episode. So thanks for listening to this quick teaser. But for Mike and Micah, we'll see you tomorrow night on the next episode. Peace. Peace.